Okay, this is the Writers' Retreat gathering for January 2021, the first one of what is hoped by all of us to be a much better year than its predecessor. And uh, we will, first of all, find out who all is here, and then I want to have a brief discussion with you about uh, some changes to accessible world uh, meetings. Okay, so um, what we'll do first is just, uh, oh, these changes are driving me crazy. Now I can, now the whole thing flashed away and I can no longer see the participants' names. So- for anyone who's hearing this after the fact, it's just a really annoying new conflict with John Zoom. Really crazy. But um, so what we'll do first is uh, go around and say who you are, where you are, and how about one writing goal for 2021. I am Deborah Kendrick. I am in Cincinnati, Ohio where it's freezing and I'm uh-huh. a little bit from my condo in Florida where it's not freezing. And um, <laughs> one, my, <clears throat> my single most uh, solid writing goal for 2021 is to write one of the three books that have been rattling around in my head to be ignored because of writing for money. <laughs> there are three books that I want to write just because, and um, I'm ah. focus on at least one of them. So there you go. Okay, so um, Jessica, since you are new, why don't you go next? Okay, great. Thank you. I'm Jessica. I'm from Michigan, and... My writing goal is to write one of the two books that I'm in the process of, or at least further it from where it is now. Okay, Abby? Okay, I'm Abby Taylor, and I live in Sheridan, Wyoming. And my writing goal for 2021 is to publish a young adult novel I wrote last year. Nice. Abby, I really liked that little piece that you shared about how you met your husband that you shared. Thank you. That was very nice. Thank you. You've referred to him so many times, but I've not ever, um, I've not ever heard the story of of how you met. It was really sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you. Glad you liked it. Uh, Anne. Hey, everybody. I'm Anne. I... I'm in Georgia where, like I said, it's cold right now, but I'm nice and warm. And my writing goals, well, one main one is to finish the first draft of, of the book I'm working on and revise another one that I can get it published in October. And I'm using the Snowflake method to do both of them. Mm. Awesome. And Marsha? Well, my big writing goal, of course, is to 
<laughs> uh, write this um, science book, uh, blah, 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 science fiction book that I am writing. And of course, I know that the name of the game with us writers is revise, revise, and revise some more. And I'll probably have to do a heck of a lot of it. And right now, my big writing goal is to get through this next course, which is character creation development, which is a real, you know, rough thing and keep my 3.5 GPA up or even increase it. (laughs) You know, I just have to make a comment about that old revise, revise, revise. Well, that certainly has a great deal of merit. I think it's also relevant to keep in mind that as as writers are different, um, have different ways of processing the work that we do. And for me personally, I think this comes from having grown up with a Perkins Braille writer and a Slayton stylus. You too. <laughs> Neither of which you can edit. So you kind of wanted to think it through before you committed it. Um, I don't know if that's the reason or not. It makes sense to me that it might have something to do with, because I can tell you that um, writing a newspaper column every week for 30 years, I that what I wrote in the first place was almost always 95 to 98% of the finished product. Um, so I think, and, and I would say, because I do the work in my head, I'm thinking about it so much before I'm committed <coughs> to, to paper. So, you know, not, not to discount the value of revision because boy, I, I know some people who are, extremely successful talk about the first draft of a novel that looked nothing like the second. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for revision too, but I, not only have I grown up with the Perkins Brailler and the Slate and stylus and, and, and the typewriter where you couldn't even do anything because uh, you couldn't see what in the hell you were doing. Um, (laughs) But now that I've got, you know, this wonderful tech and everything where I can actually look at something like, "Mm, I don't like this. I'll put that in. Mm, I don't like that. I'll put the other thing in, you know, you know, and I'm just, I'm just thankful uh, to the universe that I'm free to do that now. Right. Exactly. I saw Helen, um, tell us who you are, where you are and one writing goal for 2021. Someone else's computer is doing the same annoying thing. Oh, <laughs> you're not Ellen? alone. Are you with us? It's Becky, I think, and I'm being annoying because, but I don't have to be anymore. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, good, okay. Okay, 
So I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay, Becky, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, where you and where you are, and one writing goal. Okay, ask me the question again because you just faded away for a moment. Okay, <laughs> tell us who you are, where you are, and one writing goal for 2021. Okay, I'm Becky D. George. I live in San Rafael, California. Um, and my one writing goal for the year, oh, oh, is to finish my mystery. Yay, I want you to. Thank you. <laughs> I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a long way from it, though. But still, I'm getting there, a little at a time. Fabulous. Okay, Sally. I know how that is. <laughs> Did you say Sally, Deborah? I, I did. Okay. I'm Sally Rosenthal in Philadelphia. And I agree with Deborah about um, writing mostly in my head before I get it down. I have only been totally blind for about 20 years. I never learned Braille. And um, I've written book reviews and columns for about 30 years that have been word count specific. So I know pretty much what I'm going to write and how it's going to come out before I get it on the computer. <clears throat> so my writing goal for 2021 is to begin a novel that the characters have been running around my head for about five years and I want to shut them up and get them on the computer um, and that's a little scary because that's much bigger than a 400 word column or review. Yeah, yeah. But you, you can, can do, do it once fabulous. you get. The, once you start hitting the computer and start doing, the yeah, computer, you know, you, you'll be all right, hon. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Hey, Deborah, this is Helen. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I was here. I was struggling. So okay. Yeah. Introduce. Oh, okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Helen. And um, uh, what did you want to know? I, I, I live in where you are and one writing goal for 2021. I'm in Cambridge, and I just want to write more. I don't have a specific goal. Um, I guess now that's not true. I think I would like to write something and find a, a home um, for it in something that's read um, fairly widely. So maybe, maybe I have been thinking people have encouraged me to put something in the Huff Post, um, and, you know, something else like that, but just to, you know, look at getting something that's read very widely, very broadly. Yeah. Nice to Yeah, well, that's nice. Okay. Let's see. Oh, so th there's another Marcia. Who's the other Marcia? I apologize, Marsha Wick. I'm late. I'm late Hi. for a very important date, but I was writing. <laughs> I was actually writing from a, a another writer's group prompt. So <laughs> it was like, lost track of time. Uh, so I didn't miss what we're supposed to say about ourselves. I mean, I missed. Oh. 
You're supposed to say who you are, where you are, and one writing goal for 2021. Okay, I'm Marcia Wick, and I am in Colorado sitting in bed with my robe on for anybody who can see well enough. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Laptop on my lap, guide dog Vivienne. Um, writing goal, I write more. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Right, more spontaneously. Um, I've been practicing just trying to write improvisationally. So just like if you set a, an alarm clock and gave yourself five minutes to mm. dump the words onto the page, you cannot stop and critique yourself. You know, that's the biggest reason we don't write more is we stop every word and say, is that the right word? Or should that be a comma? You know, yeah. just don't even waste time on that. Just do a five minute dump. And cause you can always, always, and always should go back and add it. So just, you know, put it uh, in there. I can't think of the writer's name. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Cause I think she's so wonderful and I'm just, Blank. Natalie Goldberg is a writing teacher and writes a lot about writing and has written. Natalie Goldberg. Natalie Goldberg, right. Yes. Writing yeah. she, she, she did a thing um, in the beginning of COVID called Writing Through. Yeah. It's about just sort of automatic, nonstop writing, making yourself. In, 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 the, in the NaNoWriMo world, we'd call those five minute dumps or 10 minute dumps. We call them writing sprints. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, she wrote the book, Writing Down the Bones, and that's available from the National Library Service. Right. Yeah, she's she's written quite a few books. Right. Yeah. But you know what? I had read her books and loved her, and I was when I finally heard her voice in March, I was so disappointed. She didn't I'm glad I'm not alone. Oh! She's <laughs> very Brooklyn or New York. It's just very, yeah. She just what? didn't sound anything oh. like I thought she would. She didn't sound like an intellectual. She didn't sound snappy or interesting. She sounded old and annoying. I thought, well, Do you know what bothered me? What? Um, the um, person from Shambhala, the gentleman, I don't remember his name, when she would ask him, was that all right? He kept saying, wonderful, marvelous. Everything she did was wonderful, marvelous. <laughs> no, she's really annoying. She's saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> oh, goody. Oh, good. Okay. Well, and now, and now worrying about the fact that we just trashed a well-known writer, um, <laughs> I, I will bring up what I wanted us to talk about. Did I miss anyone? Well, I wanted to, if you didn't, if you haven't missed anyone before you go on, I wanted to comment something about Natalie Goldberg's book, which is oh, that go ahead. Yeah. a lot of them are on Bookshare. Um, right. And she has one called Old Friend from Far Away, which is about memoir writing, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. She's a yes. better writer than a speaker. Yeah. She is a good yeah. writer. Yeah. Um, so, to read her books. classes would be good to go to Taos and take a class from her. But that's much more. I mean, she had said when she started that uh, class in March that she had never done it this way before. 
And so I guess I feel like I have to allow her for that, too, because it's weird to do stuff this way, you know, if you're not used to Zooming. Right, right. Speaking um, of authors as okay. readers, I've known of some authors that are really good readers. And then there's this one author I had, you know, Claire Polson, who writes a lot of spy novels, spy novels and stuff like that. And he's a good writer, but damned if I can stand the person's reading. Ah, you know. So just, I want to. Ah. I'm sorry, Marsha, but I, I want to make sure that we didn't neglect anyone in the intro. Oh, sorry about that. And the part participants list keeps leaving my fingers. Mary, are you here? Yeah. Uh, all right, shut up. Um, okay. So <laughs> okay, so I think I think I got, I think I got everyone. Now there's something I want us to take, and I'm I'm seriously going to time this. I'm not going to give more than five minutes, if that, of our time to this. But uh, you know that we do writers retreat as a part of Accessible World. Mm -hmm. Accessible World has decided to send uh, to all of their meetings uh, being recorded will then become podcasts so that they'll be available as podcasts, not just to people who are interested in accessible world, but people who find podcasts anywhere. And so we were asked as hosts if we care whether or not our meetings are podcasted. I personally have some fairly strong feelings, which I won't voice until the rest of you do. But I said that um, that we would record this session and then I would ask all of you for input regarding what we do going forward. So the clock is ticking. Tell me what you think, to podcast or not to podcast. I say do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. Either. I've been, <laughs> I do. I'm used to being podcast. I'm, I'm, I host my own podcast, so I'm used to it. Absolutely. Wow. I don't. I think guess I'm a little concerned because some of what people write is personal, and you're writing it for a specific group of people. And when it's on a podcast, you don't know who's going to read it. Um, so that would be my only concern, people's privacy. But hell, isn't that what the, we do as writers anyway? We don't know who's yeah. going to read it. No, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Well, okay. Um, th this is Becky, and I want to say I agree that the privacy issue is important. I may not want, I think if you're doing a tech podcast or something like that or a book discussion, that's different. Yeah. But this does not, uh, that idea of having a podcast doesn't make, it doesn't feel safe. And I know that's a weird way to put it. But I, I just, that just might be. Well, yeah, this is Helen. Um, and I, I feel the same. I, I wouldn't participate if it were going to be broadly able to be podcast for a couple of reasons. One is what was said before about 
privacy, there's personal material. It's also developing material. And exactly. yeah, and I want to be able to feel free and a little bit looser to be able to give feedback and receive feedback without knowing it's going to be listened to around the world. Um, and then there's also just the issue of if we are sharing our nascent material um, and our developing material, it doesn't feel sharing it with the world. It's not something that writers that I do as a writer <laughs> um, when something is being developed. I don't want everybody to take my stuff and be able to then publish it themselves or move with it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. This is Marcia Wick. I, I have a similar concern, but I think you need to kind of address what the purpose of the group is first. But if the purpose is to inspire writing and creativity and critiquing, um, I think we'll inhibit people if we know we're being recorded. But say we had a speaker or say we had a tutorial or mm -hmm. say somebody was giving us a, a specific, you know, we were discussing a specific technique or something like that that could be educational. But that those take planning and and to have credibility. I mean, otherwise, we're just a bunch of talking boo-boos okay. no disrespect um right so uh I, I was really panicking there for a moment because i thought everyone was going to say absolutely and i was going to be all by myself um so <laughs> let me just tell you my own concerns are that frankly i don't want to share anything if it's uh, you know, I had something that I thought I might share tonight that I started a long time ago that's personal. And I thought, I don't, I don't, I don't want to read anything of that nature if um, it's going to be podcasted. Because if it's podcasted, it, these meetings have been recorded to date, but the only people who knew about that were people on accessible world mailing lists. And I'm okay with that because they're all pretty much in our family, you know, they're blind or visually impaired and they're on these lists with other blind and visually impaired people. But once you turn it into a podcast, anybody who's searching for everybody can get it all over the world and find it. Yeah. And, and as you know, as a few of you have said, when you're working on material that's new, I mean, if this was a, uh, a professional reading group that we want to read things that we're about to publish or have published. But I, I think it's, that's really not what we've been about. We've been about encouraging one another. And, um, and the other thing that I thought of immediately because my um, mouth frequently doesn't consult my brain before it moves <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I would have to censor myself so much more just, you know, because I just kind of say anything that comes into my head in this group and I feel very comfortable. Uh, and I don't think of it as, you know, something that's being professionally recorded to be shared with the world. Right. Yeah, I, I can see that side of it, too. Yeah. Even that were to be edited. That would still take the spot if we knew that they were going to edit it. It would still take the spontaneity out of it. 
What would you think about, because it sounds to me like everybody who has spoken up pretty, pretty 50-50. I mean, there's, so I'm thinking this, that if you all would trust me going forward um, to record or not to record on a meeting by meeting basis, because as Marcia said, when we have a speaker, those are sessions that I think could be really useful to other people. And so nothing, our, our group is being privately shared because we're hearing someone speak and we're all engaged in asking questions and talking about it. But, um, so how does that feel to everyone? That would, that would work. Be a, that would yeah. work. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, on a meeting by meeting basis. That's all, that's depending, fine, on yeah. our, <clears throat> depending on what our discussion is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we took seven minutes because I wasn't looking. Okay. So so I feel like I feel like we're good. Um, a couple of people have let me know that they have things and I've been pretty um, irresponsible with my email, not on purpose, but just really overwhelmed the last few days. So there might, if there's, uh, I know thus far that Abby and Marsha Mackay have some. <laughs> Mackie, hon. Mackie. <laughs> It's Jaws fault. Jaws says, Yay! I, I, yeah. I, Jaws I hear you. Says. I got to yeah. go in there and teach Jaws. I, you know, I've done that with, you know, my editor at uh, National Braille Press is Cassell Wilson. And Jaws said, Kessel, Kessel, Kessel. And oh, geez. One that I finally took the time to go in and teach Jaws to say Cassell because I thought, I'm going to that wrong so many times i'm gonna call her by the wrong name and that's yeah yeah okay yeah i I love that every time you know i I never could get jaws to say it right uh well you can do that um you just figure out uh, yeah (laughs) i'll do it and i'll write up the steps and steps and send it to you i know who else i did it for was miley george with uh those of you who are guide dogs graduates will know Miley because it always says male. Anyway, oh, gee. but I, I fixed Jaws so Jaws knows that Miley is. Alex Miley. does the same thing on the iOS devices. So, um, is there anyone um, other than Abby and Marsha who have something to share this evening? I thought I saw someone named Trish. Does she belong to this group that sent something? Or is that a different group? I well, oh, is that Becky? Trish sends something to the writers' party line today. I don't I think, think she, she sent, sent anything some, to the retreat. Oh, I think yeah. she sent something to retreat too. Yes, oh, I think she, she did send something to retreat because. But I thought, well, I thought she sent something, and then it looked like she was just commenting on Abby's. Yeah, that oh, I, okay. that that's what she did. Okay. She commented on my piece. Oh, okay. yeah, she was just commenting on Abby's, and it was on. Yeah. But um, but she was because I got really excited because I thought oh she's going to join us but it wasn't she was just commenting oh okay okay so well let's we'll begin with the two of you and then maybe somebody else will be inspired who knows okay <laughs> so so Abby um, why don't you hey all right well um, 
you know, I'm glad I chose this poem to share because this morning when I said good morning to Alexa, she told me that today's the birthday of Bob Denver, the star of Gilligan's Island, who was born on this day in 1935. So what a fitting tribute, sort of. <laughs> anyway, this, what? His... <laughs> he, he always said, work. When anything <laughs> about going to work. Yeah, I remember. It would shrink work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, this is called On a 30-Foot Sloop. In the summer of 1984, my family set sail under a cloudless sky from a marina at Redondo Beach, California. The rented boat glides through smooth port waters. Like the passengers on Gilligan's Island, we anticipate a pleasant three-hour cruise. A college kid, I'm the only woman on board. Once we hit the waves, my stomach revolts. Moments later, holding the leaking sack containing what was once my lunch, Uncle Tony asks, "Uh, will the EPA mind if I throw this overboard? No problem, says the skipper. He gives me a bucket, places a hand on my shoulder while I let it all out. A helicopter whirs overhead. They're making a movie, Uncle John speculates. Oh boy, I always wanted to be in a movie, barfing on the high seas. Later, the skipper reminisces about man overboard drills. Still nauseated, I glance at the water, the shore. If I jumped in, tried to swim, would I make it? After three of the worst hours of my life, I stumble onto the dock, exhausted, sunburned. It could be worse. (laughs) The end. I like that. <laughs> a story and a poem Thank there, you. Abby. Thank you. Have you changed your attitude towards sailing since? Well, yeah. And here's a here's a funny thing. When we were debate talking about doing this, my grandmother and aunts wanted to go sightseeing, and I thought, yeah. No, I, I, that's boring. You know, with visual, I'm being visually impaired. Sightseeing is tricky because I don't always see all the sights. So I thought, oh, sailing would be more fun. Well, once we hit that ocean, I thought, boy, I wish I was grandma and my aunt looking at museums right now. Oh, that would be a lot <laughs> more fun. <laughs> well, I guess you're not a fan of cruises. Well, no. Well, I haven't actually taken like, you know, large, large cruise ships. You know, I haven't done that. I understand that they are smoother, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, unless, right. of course, you hit a storm. I don't know. Uh, but no, and I haven't sailed the high, as I said this afternoon to Trish, I haven't said that, sailed the high seas since and doubt I will. But if I do, I'll bring my own bucket just in case. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, interesting. Any anyone else have any any other input for Abby? I was about to say, or take you at Dramamine first. 
Uh, I never thought to do that. And what was worse, <laughs> I decided to stop and eat lunch first. I had a hamburger. Remember, I had a hamburger and a Coke. And yeah, and I didn't even think about taking anything. I didn't I, In fact, I don't think I even knew anything like that existed. We were there for my uncle's wedding. And I remember the next day I was telling somebody about it. He says, oh, you should have taken drown me. And I said, well, what's that? Oh, well, it's, you know, something you take for <laughs> seasick. Well, next time I... Pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, now you yeah, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Marsha, Mackie, what have you got? Yeah, well, okay. Um, we were um, doing the first chapter, and it ended up that... Um, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, she was going to be mentored. Emma was going to be mentored by Ben, who unbeknownst to everybody is a mole trying to bring this iTron company to its knees because he sees that there's something not right. And M Emma sees this. So here, here we go. The woman in white went on and on about how this piece of miniature technology would, <clears throat> would help her throughout life. Emma couldn't help but wonder when the other shoe was going to drop. Let's see. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the page to refresh here. The woman in white puts a hand on Emma's knee as if trying to be buddies with her. Emma's face scrunched up, her eyebrows coming together, her mouth in a tight line. Emma thought, how dare she do this? Didn't her mother ever teach her about boundaries? She does this without really getting acquainted with me? Just puts a hand on my knee? without even thinking about how I feel about this? I mean, who in the name of God does she think she is? <clears throat> As if in answer to Emma's question, the woman <laughs> in white says in a rather smooth, oily tone of voice, now, dear, I do know how you feel. People have come to me with their problems before. Nothing you say will leave this room. I don't believe you. Having been, and still am, an assistive technology trainer, I do know how people get to talking about their clients especially when their tongues are loosened with too much bubbly. <clears throat> the woman in white looks for all the world like her pitch was about to fall apart. She knew that at any moment they were about to go toe to toe with one another and that it would be, it would come sooner rather than later. Now, dear, try and calm down. We must discuss this in a civilized manner. I know that 
You're quite anxious as you are chosen to take this on. It's only natural that in your situation, you would have fears. I'm here to calm those fears. Perhaps you should have some mild medication to help you relax so you may be able to focus on what I am telling you. Not only no, but hell no, <laughs> Emma said in a voice that even surprised her with its vehemence. May I go on with the lecture about what will happen in the next little while? Emma lets out a slow breath. I suppose so. Now, dear, we're going to put this implant into the back of your mouth. You will also get a watch that you will be able to use with a series of taps and swipes like what you have been doing with on your phone. The implant you will receive is there to help you control emotions such as your anger, anxiety, and other tendencies which might make you want to be violent if not controlled. So, now I'm a criminal that must be kept in a sort of electronic prison for my own good? Oh, no, dear. I didn't mean that. We do this for everyone who will get this technology. Everyone starts off at stage three, the highest level of observation you are at that stage for about three months. After three months of observation, we will go to a stage two, as hopefully you will have proven yourself worthy to have less restriction. Emma didn't like this technology one little bit. She wanted where free will and choice came into the picture. Ah. And now I'm, in, now I'm waiting for this page to refresh. Come on. Just as she was about to say something further to the woman in white, her cell phone rang. She knew by the ringtone who the person was. Hello, what's up? A male voice at the other end said, Emma, go along with the techies for a little while. Let them think you're going along with this. You're the best one to put this creep out of business along with her little friends. Okay, however, I don't mind telling you I don't am not in favor of this, whatever it is. You and me both, I know about this technology and I can give you some codes to use to disable your implant so you can write down your observations. Phew, Emma said. I'll go 
and let Ms. Woman in White know I'll go along with this for now. Good. I knew I could count on you. And that's where that chapter ends. Oh, wow. Mm. Like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, it is. Because it really starts to heat up in the next chapter. <laughs> okay. So she's supposed to be blind, right? Yes. So how does she know that the woman in white is the woman in white? Well, I don't say too much, but um, she comes in and she kind of has this you know, like some of the nurses do, they have, you know, when they come in, they have this, you know, they, they kind of have this, you know, as, as they come into the room and, uh, you know, she, she is a physician and it is described to her um, that she's in white. Why I just don't, don't you say the doctor swooshed into the room? The doctor what? swooshed into the room Swoosh. well yeah i could do that sure because i did that with um a book that i'm working on which a character of mine loses her sight due to an accident one of my main characters so it's that's an interesting yeah i guess i don't i don't bring that out yeah, because i guess i wanted the the thing to be pretty much on the protagonist and uh, you know the two protagonists. Um, yeah, but you have to have descriptions, or you're going to lose your readers. Right. I'm not yeah. saying go into a lot of detail, but um, you do want to have some description. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you're right there. I think Every what would time. make it interesting would be if you what you just said to us. You said people who make that sound. So what you're talking about is the crinkling of clothing that's heavily starched, I think, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, the start, um, you know, the, 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 the starched uh, clothing, you know, the, because um, I know when nurses would come into the room, they kind of have, the, you know, they kind of be brushing their legs, like, you know, whoosh, 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 you know? Right. So <laughs> share, share that perception. If that is... You know, this is a blind character, and she's perceiving those kinds of things, you know, through her other mm -hmm. side, and therefore assuming that the woman is in white, and then from then on, call her the woman in white. But Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to point every, every time I hear the woman in white, I'm reminded of the... Victorian mystery novel by Wilkie Collins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, it just uh, it just stuck with me, and that kind of threw me. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I give her a name later on, but at the fir at first, I don't give her a name. Okay. This is Marsha Wick. I I would just say that um, look at how many times you repeat a woman in, the woman in white, um, yeah. and and give her more.
personality. So every time after you describe her as the woman in white, then, you know, describe some other attribute like overly efficient or crisp or, you know, whatever it is, but keep, keep adding to, oh, to yeah. it. You're right. I, I've never yeah, because you don't want to be redundant. I do, I'm taking the Reedsy self-editing course, and that was the lesson today on rep, rep, uh, repetition. Ah, it's an yeah. opportunity to use new words and and just embellish, give your character another dimension. You can use a different word for white. You know, I mean, you can enhance the, that whole concept, but um, build on it. Right. I, um, I didn't know that there was enough, you know, white was the only I word think, I could really think of, but that's, that's okay. I don't know what other words that would be for, you know, woman in white. I, you know. And, and My I favorite tool of the trade is a thesaurus, whether it's online or the dictionary. And right. you would be overwhelmed if you looked up how many different words there are for white. Well, oh, I, I know sure. that you can use your Amazon Echo or your Mr. Yeah. For this, you know, for thesaurus. Yep. These days for synonyms and antonyms, which I I've been addicted to <clears throat> one form or another for years, but boy, having it right on Miss Alexa or Mr. Google. <coughs> It's really great. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I will have to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, but, at one point and, you and mentioned think, shoot. The other thing that I would, um, so this is a fun sharing <laughs> with you, Marsha. Um, but I, I would add that I think, now I haven't, you know, I don't, write much fiction I haven't written about blind characters per se but um, even in wanting to write some stuff myself I have thought if you're going to have a character who's blind we as experienced blind people may know that we just kind of know things sometimes and right what you just said kind of tips your hand as an experienced blind person who pictures the person being in white, but you forgot to say how you got there. And I think readers who are not blind will find how we get there particularly interesting. What are the, the, the clues that a blind character assembles to form a picture of a person or a yeah, you're right. Wow. So think, think about those details. Yeah. Oh, this is Helen. Um, oh, sorry. Did someone else want to speak? No, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, I, I think I have a slightly different, I, I'm not sure how to express this exactly, but this is sci-fi. And I feel like there could be a way to have it be that the mystery of how it's known that she, how she she comes to be referenced as the woman in white could be kind of woven into or woven out of the the sci-fi kind of creepy nature of the story that you're writing. Um, yeah. And I have to say that what I'm thinking about, and and again, I don't have any suggestions on how to do that. I just in my gut feel like to me it's totally okay that there's this mystery of it. Um, and I'm thinking about 
the the short story Persistence of Vision, mm-hmm. um, sci-fi by whoever that person is who wrote that really awesome story about uh, a post-rubella deaf-blind colony, and mm-hmm. it's totally sci-fi and it's disturbing and interesting and um, that I feel like some mystery. If you are doing a sci-fi thing, that mystery is involved in sci-fi. So I don't know how to suggest that you leave it like that, but I feel like it needs to be developed a little bit more. I agree that there has to be something tying into it, but but I feel like the mystery is kind of unsettling and and kind it, it just feels unsettlingly unsettling in a really good way to me. Yeah. Well, this what is this is a great re- She's a bitch. She really is. <laughs> <laughs> What what is the the book that that you are referring to about a post rubella post rubella colony? There's a science fiction writer. Oh God, I can't remember. I can't remember the person's name. It's a man, um, and he writes. He wrote a, a really alarming short story. I believe embedded in a, in a collection of short stories, but it's called Persistence of Vision. And it okay. is about sort of this, uh, a colony of P of deaf blind people, post rubella epidemic um, adults who create a colony for themselves to live among themselves with their own rules and their own blah, blah, blahs. And a sighted hearing guy kind of stumbles into that community and it's told from his perspective, I believe it's been like 30 years since I've read it, but he told us. So Sounds like Country of the Blind, but sounds like what? Like Country of the Blind, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know it's deaf blind, so they have yeah, so yeah. You know, there, there's some stuff that deaf blind friends that I know said this is really unappealing. They hypersexualize the people, and he hypersexualizes. Uh-huh. So deaf blind folks I know find that just kind of unappealing. But yeah. there's something mysterious and kind of disturbing, and if you. If you're someone who gets ideas and in a bad way, it's not really something to read, but, but right. it, it is something that's sort of like, oh, this was really interestingly done from a, a science fiction kind of weird, creepy mystery. Um, yeah. Thinking along those lines, which is why I kind of like the kind of like, huh, oh, why, how do they know that's a woman in white? And um, right. it's just yeah. the, my thinking about it. But yeah, it's called Persistence of Vision. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that occurs to me is um, you've called the woman a nurse, and then you've called her a physician. Well, no, I didn't call her a nurse. I said, you know, she was either a nurse or, but she is actually a physician. Okay. Um, Because you mentioned when a nurse walks into a room, you hear the squish, and um, about 50% of nurses now are male. So um, you just make sure... You have a down pat what she is and how how they know that, yeah. how the character knows that. Right, right. So um so so just keep writing, Marcia. Keep writing. Well, I, uh, this is this is Abby. I have a yeah. poet comment. Now at the end she's talking on the cell phone to the guy and she says, Okay, I'll tell the woman in white, I'll go along with it for now. Well, is the woman in white still in the room? With her, wouldn't she overhear that? Um, wouldn't she overhear her into the conversation? 
Well, I probably should have made it clear. She, you know, she's, she's going out uh, to use the restroom, but I didn't, you know. Emma is going out to use the restroom? No, the woman in white's going out to. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she's got a, she's got a pee, you know? Well, yeah. I didn't catch I that. I thought All they I were right next to each other. I didn't either. And the cell phone They were. They, they are. Guy. They are. But then woman in white goes out because she suddenly has to uh, take care I of nature's call. Okay, you, need to put that in, you need to put that in there then. That's okay. I know that. Uh, probably wouldn't be quite as um, blunt about why she no. went out, but you no, could no, no. say... She stepped out of the, my phone, my cell phone. Or, excuse, or the woman white could say, oh, excuse me, I'll, I'll be back in a few minutes or just something like that. And well, then the cell phone could ring. Oh, yeah. And then she wouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, what I was trying to do, and maybe I kind of screwed it up a little bit, is just when the two of them are about to go at it, because they're about to kill each other at this point, uh, then Emma's cell phone rings, breaking the tension. Okay. 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 Yeah. How, well, how yeah, do yeah, we just, know just the room let's, is let's, uh, let's see if um, Becky, I had the impression maybe you had something. Well, it seems to me there's two issues here. But I, I, one is who this woman in white is and how you know that. But the second part is the repetition of that term. And I'm wondering if the character Emma could think of, could make up sort of a name for her so that she could use that when she wants to say woman in white so that, so that the repetition of that phrase isn't there, but we know who she's talking about. Maybe she says something like, and of course it's just the woman in white something, but I'm tired of thinking her that way, so I'm going to call her something. Crunchy or maybe something. So that, first of all, it had humor, and second of all, it would reduce the usage of that term. She would be personified. That term would be personified in a way. Hmm. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, something like Miss Hoity Toity, or, or you don't have to use that, but that's the thing that popped into my head when you described uh. the character. I, I like that, yeah. Or Miss Crispy, or I don't know what Miss Crotchety. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do give her yeah. name later on, you know, and that's why I said Miss Bichima Krapovsky is what she is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, oh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of time left. I want to see if Sorry I about that has. <laughs> something to share a piece of writing ever you said you have something to share i do but i'm gonna wait until the next time because it's uh it's lengthy um and i don't feel like it (laughs) (laughs) well i will will, 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 okay we don't have much time what how much time are you talking about? Becky, I am really having trouble understanding you. I, what I said was, sure. you said we don't have much time, but how much time are you talking about? 15 minutes, five? 
We usually meet for about an hour from six to yeah, seven. Yeah, we usually meet for about yeah. an hour. So, so I mean, it's, it's getting close to seven o'clock. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, what this, I, I discovered it on a hard drive recently. I had a situation, um, 15, 16, 17 years ago, where a writer who was deaf contacted me. She had published a book. She had an agent. She had a mainstream publisher. And she so she had a contract for producing a co-written memoir by a deaf person and a blind person. And she was, she was looking for a blind writer to do it with her. And she had, she had begun with a person that I knew who was with the National Science Foundation. And she felt he wasn't a strong enough writer. And he told her about me. And she contacted me. And at first I was very excited because I, as I have mentioned here, I think before, I have difficulty writing anything without a deadline. So I thought, well, maybe I will actually write a sort of memoir because this woman will provide a deadline. Um, The problem was we had a parting of the ways after several months, which was not entirely friendly um, because I couldn't, I couldn't do what she wanted. Um, she wanted my story to mirror her story and my story was not anything like her story. I didn't feel sorry for myself that I was blind. <laughs> I've never. Right. Well, and a lot of things that uh, I know when you said the last, last time we met, uh, they were talking about now she couldn't believe that you as a five-year-old uh, would uh, you know, coming home from the hospital after, you know, having both your eyes, you know, yanked because of retina, you know, bilateral RV. Exactly. And, exactly. but what I was wondering, what in the hell would she expect? Five-year-olds don't think in those terms. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess <laughs> she did. Cause from her book, she was very unhappy and miserable and bitter and, you know, but as a deaf person. So I Losing your hearing would be scarier than losing your vision. But um, anyway, so I, you know, I, I, I guess I shared a little bit from that last time and I was going to look at more of that, but I just, um, I will, I will again next time. I just, um, I mostly just want to figure out the, the, the voice from what, and I, I think oh. I, I don't, feel particularly I'm not the same person or same writer I was when I started writing that I think and I I'm well that's that's true that's true so anyway but so that is what I had in mind but I would much prefer to hear if Miss Becky had a chapter of that mystery that I saw chapter one of a long time ago well I I I don't want to read that because i mean you've heard it or seen it but other people have not right but right. And if we don't have time i won't i won't read it well the, if I, I feel like we can go with it if everyone else does if you yeah, let's do it 
Let's, yeah, let's. Oh, no, I have to, I'm sorry. This is Helen. I don't, I myself have to get off at nine my time. So I, I'm going to drop, pop off now, but I'm Yeah, sorry. I need to go too. So I'll see y'all next let's month. Let's do it next time, Jen. Okay. All right. Well, Becky, if you, Can if I you. ask a quick question about, yeah. this not got to do with writing directly, but in a way. So okay. I have a lot of Braille pages with the Slate and Stylus that mm -hmm. I want to read and use a voice program so I can read so I can have them come out as Word documents. Does anybody know of a good dictation program that I can use with the screen reader to do this? Because Windows dictation mean, is terrible. You want to read them aloud. Yes, and have them be on the screen as word font, you know, yeah. Um, you know what, you know what I would do, because I know you dictate some on the iPhone, right? To do text messages and stuff. Yeah. Well, why don't you, um, there are two really good, the best, just press record is an iPhone app. It's either free or cheap. I can't remember it's, which. It's a freebie. It's a freebie. Okay. And it will um, it will make a transcript of what you say to it. The, I have used doing interviews with people as a backup to my notes. And it's really nice because it, I mean, it's not perfect, but it does a pretty amazingly good job. Um, and then you can share it. So it on but, again, but you can then share that recording with yourself by emailing it. Emailing it. What's the app called again? Just press record. Cool. Has anybody used? Has anybody used any Dragon Naturally Speaking? Do they have any that work with the screen reader? Yes, they have yeah. Jay. They yeah, have, they say that works with uh, Dragon naturally speaking. Yeah, yeah, but I've heard it's not very good. And you'd spend a lot of money on it. Well, I don't want yeah, to spend yeah. Money. yeah. And yeah, just press Brian record. Hartgen, Brian Hartgen uh, uh, has um, that he's he's messed with it and stuff. Right, but it's not cheap. Um, <laughs> no, it's no. not. No. And, and I think honestly, there's also text bridge. I think there's also text bridge. Okay, I can check those out. And if you have Dropbox at all, well, no, just press record is really the best solution for your purposes because it makes that transcript. Uh, Dropbox is not. I'm beginning to 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 want to tell Dropbox goodbye because of accessibility. Well, I, it, it's it's not relevant to this discussion. After I started to say it, I realized it doesn't do what no. Becky needs because she wants a written transcript of something right. that she read. So just press record really is the best. Okay, I'll check it out. The other thing would be that you could dictate as an experiment, just open a note on the iPhone, just right. say, create a note and start dictating it. And then again, you can share notes by emailing them to yourself. You oh, know, yeah. Right. yeah I do that all the time. 
And one of the options to share it is email. So put in your own email address and then it would come to you as an, an email. I do that sometimes just to get um, addresses and phone numbers and shopping lists and things of that nature in, into a written form. I'll dictate them into a note. And there's restrictions, so you could... Yeah, I just didn't know how well it would work if you're reading continuously and if it couldn't keep up or whatever. You can you can pause it now and with just press record again too. There's a pause button on the screen all the time, so you can start, stop, start, okay. um, and then you know your transcript would stop and start too. So okay, thank you. Um, well, okay, so Becky, you're going to be first up next time. That's how how that's going to. Be. That works. Um, and uh, and Deanna, I saw you sneak in, and I don't think I ever heard you say boo. No, I... Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Let me see. Whoops, I might turn around here. Um, no, um, I got hung up and didn't come in at the top of the hour, so I wasn't planning to read anything tonight because of being... Um, you know, I thought that was kind of rude to just to come in, but I thought I would listen anyway. Yeah, well, I really liked your, um, that thing that you posted recently about the drawing the magic circle. <laughs> Very nice. I just really liked that. So, um, okay, well, um, whether you came um, early on time or late, I'm glad that all of you did, and Deborah, this is Marsha. I, yes. I do want to mention Nancy Lynn or somebody from another writer's group forwarded the meeting invite to me. I'm still not subscribed to this group. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm not I'm not officially in your group at all. Send let's see. I have. You have my email address though, right? Huh? You have my email address, though, right? My yeah, yeah. I've emailed you. Send send me an email, and I will email you back with the exact text for subscribing. We'll see if that works. We've done it before. That's what I'm saying. I I, I don't know what writers, my my problem is. Writers retreat hyphen subscribe at. No, not hyphen. I think it's plus subscribe. Yeah, plus subscribe groups. at, group, at um, groups.io. At, uh, groups.io. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll try it again. I'll, I'll certainly try writers, again. Writers retreat, all one word with no apostrophe, no underline, no punctuation. Writers retreat plus sign subscribe at groups.io. Try it again. And if it doesn't work, email me and I'll ask Alan if he or one of the accessible world could add you manually well ann parsons is the one who moderates this list i think so she could do it if if you can't get in marcia ann parsons could probably do it oh she she moderates one of the the book clubs i think 
Oh, I thought she moderated this list too. Maybe I'm wrong. No, because no, no. this isn't really a list. It's what I get is an announcement directly from Alan. That's well, that's oh, well, that's I'm a different actually, list. That's the I'm, AW announcements list. There right. is a writers I'm, retreat list. Yeah, I'm sending. Um, I'm sending the announcement to Alan because, he, and it comes from him because he's the accessible world person who sends all accessible world announcements to right. all of us. Yeah, so, and that's where I get it from, Deborah. Yeah, and that that's why I'm saying I would ask him if he or one of the, um, it's Alan. And oh, okay, well, maybe he can, yeah, he might be able to. So, okay, so Marsha, just try it again, and if it doesn't work, please email me. Tell uh, it. Can you tell it to me one more time? Because now I have an actual email open. Okay. <laughs> writers, writers retreat. Get the S on writers retreat. Uh huh. Plus sign. Subscribe. Okay. At groups g r o u p s dot i o. And if you're emailing it right now, you should, uh, I've subscribed to a number of And do, do, does it matter what I put in the subject line or the That's message body? I, I, I usually make. put subscribe. No, it's just a blank email. But I don't think you need to. But no. it not hurt. So just put subscribe in the subject line and then send it. And you should almost immediately get a response that says, do you really want to subscribe? If you do, reply to this message. And you don't have to reply anything. Just reply. Just hit, hit reply and then send. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so, you don't put anything in the subject line. It's it's um, writers retreat plus subscribe groups.io. And then you just send it off. No, mm -hmm. Nothing in the subject line. Nothing in the body. Nothing. It's right. That's what blank. I <laughs> But sometimes um, I know you get it's just little things like getting the, the plus sign in there. That can... right. I forgot this was a, a groups.io. I couldn't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a plus sign. Yeah. So. Um, well, good night, everybody. We'll see you all next week. All right. Or next month, I mean. We'll see you on <laughs> February. Thank you, everybody. February. Yeah, I'm keeping mind those revisions. Thank you guys for, you know, hell, that's what writers' rooms are all about. One new item. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Home screen